HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. You're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org, a nonprofit, member-supported radio station. We're millions strong, with folks tuning in from over 200 countries. We are education. We are entertainment. We are the future of food. May is our membership drive. Become a member and support us while receiving e-newsletters, advanced invites, special discounts, and a membership card. We need your support. Visit our website and click the donate button to become a member today. Thank you for believing in us and enjoy the show. Good morning. You're listening to In the Drink on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm your host, Joe Campanelli. Um, before we get started today, uh, I just want to give a shout out to our membership drive that we're doing here at Heritage Radio Network. Um, I'm, a, I'm a member. I was a member before being a host. I definitely encourage everyone uh, during the month of May, we're just doing a little drive. So go to heritageradionetwork.org, click the Donate Now button, and at each level of membership, you get all sorts of great perks and, and rewards. And uh, um, yeah, so definitely everyone check it out. So we're going to get started today. Um, really excited today. This is such a, a, a cool, this is going to be a really fun show. Um, we have Ivy Mix and Lynette Marrero, two of the top bartenders here in New York City. They've, uh, they've come together um, to create something that, uh, that is, is very cool. It's called Speed Rack. And the idea of Speed Rack is that it's a, a competition, um, an all-female bartender competition, and raises money for uh, breast cancer research. So I want to hear a little bit more about how this all got started and about the event, but I uh, also want to just welcome both of you here. Thanks. Good morning. Thanks for having us here. And we also have a surprise guest. <laughs> it's nice to see old buddy in the house. A.K.A. Party Crasher. <laughs> I, I heard there was free booze. <laughs> so we have Johnny Iazzini here. Um, just, uh, you know, one of, one of the best pastry chefs in the country. Um, formerly John George pastry chef for like seven years. Uh, top ten, sh- man. Ten. ten how years. time goes by. It's scary. <laughs> oh, my God. So sorry to shortchange you those oh, three man. years. Like, those were three I wish I could years. have those back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, host on Top Chef Just Desserts, uh, cookbook author, uh, an all-around great guy. All-around slacker. All-around slacker. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, uh, well, first, Ivy and Lynette, tell us a little bit about how, how you got started and, uh, and what Johnny's doing here as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, Johnny, actually, um, this Thursday is our Speed Rack National Finals event, Thursday, May 16th at Element uh, in the East Village. And Johnny is our guest judge. It's his first time judging Speed Rack. He is joining uh, a powerhouse panel of Dale DeGroff, Audrey Saunders, and Julie Reiner to uh, judge the ladies in battle for the title of Miss Speed Rack USA. Wow. Yeah. Celebrity judge, <laughs> more, more like comic relief, I think, <laughs> just to keep it keep it light and fun. I think. Johnny, have you ever judged a cocktail competition? I've actually done a lot. I did a rematch yeah. actually last year, which is another another craziness. Like uh, I don't even know how that happened. Like just ask me. So it was. It's like I don't know how many competitors there was, but they had to do was it ten or twenty drinks? It's twenty. I don't remember. It was, I think it's, it was. I think it's thirteen drinks. He judged when I competed in rematch last year, and she threw champagne all over me or something. I, can't, <laughs> I was like, it, "It's it's crazy. It's how many, how fast you can make ten different cocktails." I think, and like, it was it was insane how these guys were, were just building cocktails, and you have to taste. It was hard because like you're a guinea pig for like all these horrible cocktails. So after the twenty third competitor of the tenth drink each. You're, you're done. You're done. I think the guy next to me fell off his stool, passed out. No, like, oh, come yeah. on. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to say names, TJ, but he bl- <laughs> blacked out off his stool. Like, Is it like, is it like a, a wine judging competition where you sniff it, you sniff it, you observe, you slowly, and then you spit it out? No, they and they go were the gargling one. and swallowing. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's rematch. That's how rematch goes. The whole purpose is you're making – people literally make 12 drinks in a minute and 52 seconds. That Whereas is, in what? Speed Rack, I mean, you got to wonder – Speed rack's a little bit different where we really try to aim for, like, like you're in one of the best bars in the world, as many of these women work in the best bars in the world, in the country. And the whole purpose is that it's something like they are sitting, um, that they're sitting, or they're sitting, they're sitting, they're, they're working a Friday night and they're working service bars. So service bars where you're making drinks for the masses, but you're always going to have a few seats in front of you when you're working service well. So our purpose is like, okay, you're working service well, you're making drinks for hundreds of people, and all of a sudden, Johnny Uzzini, Audrey Saunders, Julie Reiner, and Dale DeGroff sit down in front of you, and you have to make them four of the most perfect, delicious, random classic cocktails that they throw out at you that, that, that you can. And rematch is a little bit more like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Although, to our credit, uh, Miss Speed Rack USA, the current <clears throat> reigning Miss Speed Rack USA, Yale Van Groff, smoked the competition in San Diego this year and took the West Coast title and, and pretty much impressed the hell out of everybody. So it was yeah. the most beautiful round we'd ever seen. So she is, she's just amazing. And she'll be here in New York at the, at the finals on Thursday to give up her crown to the next young lady <laughs> who'll lo- take I the love, shaker. <laughs> I love Yale. I love sitting in front of her. She's so much fun. Wow. You know, I, I, I've done one cocktail competition Competition, and that will be the first and the last. Is <laughs> I was it was uh, the Royer competition, which we both uh, were part of, and I think you did pretty well in that one, huh? I, I, I took third place, which, yeah. which wasn't bad. It was a nice, solid check. I was not sad about that. <laughs> no. And uh, I was up there making a, a cocktail, and uh, and, it, and it, again, it's people. Um, of the same caliber of the judges that, that you guys have, I think it was Dale DeGroff, me, Paul Pico, and Steve Olson, and and I am just shaking. Like my, you, you can see, it's a good thing that the bar goes up to your waist because my knees were like knocking back and forth, and I was stumbling over things, and I, I, it was just the most nerve wracking thing. Even more, even for me, more so than like 
I've been on like some national TV before, and that you like you can't see the other people on the other side. You don't know who's watching, but here you have people who you respect and look up to so much in the industry, and they are analyzing you, and that is tough. Absolutely, yeah. I don't know how the girls do it. Uh, you know, Ivy and I constantly are like, "Thank God we just run this because I cannot sit in front of those people and deal <laughs> with that all. pressure. It's cameras, lights, and and they handle it so well. It, it's it's quite impressive to see the caliber of women and and how they handle the the task because it's not it's not easy yeah we literally have like 400 people it's like a rock concert with 400 people at these events and we have these women up there on stage with the lights and the camera and the action you have these judges who are sitting there and you know in the last week i've been getting all of these telephone calls from these women who are competing because now that lynette and i have started this we're almost like we're almost like fairy godmothers I don't know, but we get like lots of telephone calls i get this call from one of these girls, and her name is Lacey Hawkins, and she's from Portland. She calls me. She's like, you have no idea what it's like up there. <laughs> and she's telling me, and I'm like, I don't. And I have no desire to ever get up there and do what you guys do. I'm, I'm glad we started this instead it, of it is, it is scary. It is scary. Johnny, how are you going to approach uh, judging cocktails differently from, let's say, dessert? There is no difference for me. It's about flavor. It's about blend. You know, about it's about balance. I mean, whether it's a, a dessert and there's textures of flavors and balance of acidity flavors, it's the same thing with cocktails. When these guys design and build cocktails, like I'm familiar with a lot of cocktails, and they sent me the specs. So yesterday I was so good. I did text. I was like, <laughs> I'm studying my specs. And like, I have, a, I have a pretty serious bar at home. I don't. You haven't been to my place yet, but I, I built out this crazy bar in my mm. apartment. I have chillers and anti griddles and CO2 tanks, and it's <laughs> nuts. I have wow. a separate freezer just for ice. Like, it's nuts in my apartment. So I, I, I was building cocktails and just tasting stuff that I wasn't familiar with yesterday. Yesterday, just to be prepared for for tomorrow. Wow, you're taking it seriously. But I mean, I'm right next to you know. I'm going to be sitting between Audrey and Julie. So anything I don't know, they're going to whisper in my ear. Hey, like, what did you get on that one? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm going to have. A, like, and man. Johnny's been a part of the cocktail scene. I mean, yeah. Really, I like. I don't even remember when we first met. It's so many years ago now. But you've always been around the scene and and been around, and so you're kind of like adopted family. And and what we really love is having having someone with a different palette and coming to it and approaching it with a different um, vision because that really does help the girls. And I think what what it's all about is putting yourself in front of these people who these women don't get access to them. You know, every day we're really fortunate. We live in New York. The chance of running into great people, you know, celebrity tasters, and you know, the Steve Olsons and those people is quite high but you know all these other girls from the middle of nowhere you know people go like St. St. Louis, Louis. <laughs> yeah. they don't get this access mm -hmm. and so that's what's really great it's like here's your moment to actually get your cocktails critiqued and judged by top people and hopefully make you a better bartender and a more conscious and aware bartender so that's what's really awesome too yeah that's really one of the bigger purposes of speed rack is not just i mean you know we, like i said we're getting all these telephone calls like i don't know what i'm gonna do and i'm like ladies just that you're here is the purpose like and i remember when i was a kid i was the most competitive still am i'm a identical <laughs> twins in my blood i'm so competitive but um i remember like playing little league and the coach would be like, it doesn't matter if you win or lose. And I'd be like, no, damn it. It does matter. And I'm going to win. And that's just the way it goes. And then I tell the girls now, I'm like, no, 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 it really doesn't matter if you win or lose just being here, and like getting up on that stage and having the opportunity to, that's what speed racket is a platform that if these women want to step on top, on top of it and demonstrate that, you know, they can do as good as the guys that they should get hired, that, you know, they're not, they're a little bit more than just a pretty face. You know, it's a, uh, it's good, and I think that they're doing that. I'm just here for the pretty faces. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, I'm going to do well tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. There are lots of pretty faces, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, well, Ivy and Lynette, you know, I, you, got, you both worked in some of the best bars here in, in New York. Uh, 
Clover Club, uh, Rye, Rye House, which got, you know, Time Out Awards. Uh, and, you know, it worked with uh, Audrey Saunders, like all sorts of great experience. Where did, where did you um, first meet? How did this idea come <laughs> together? Uh, and how, yeah, how, tell us I'm the, let Ivy how this tell all this story because she has the whole spiel. And it's, it's kind of, it's a fun little romantic story, the tale of how we met. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we first met, actually, um, when I was a cocktail waitress at Milewell. And Phil Ward was scrambling to get someone to work. And he calls Lynette. He's like, I need someone to work this shift. So I'd just started there. Milewell had been open for like a month or something. Probably, yeah. And Lynette comes in and I'm like, hey. And I'm kind of like, oh, God, this lady's going to work with me. And she doesn't know what she's doing. And this is like, you know, it's a Friday night. This is going to suck. <laughs> and halfway through the night, I'm like, hey, we work really well together. And we're like, yeah, like, this is great. And then after the night was over, we went to a, have you ever been to Eastern Block? <laughs> I've never been to Eastern Bar. <laughs> yeah, it's like a crazy grungy gay bar in the East Village. Anyway, <laughs> well, I didn't... So we go. There. So we I'm, go. I'm just. Let me just say, I'm really glad that you asked me, as opposed to saying you've been to Eastern Block, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad that there was the question. Well, I like like leading people up to that. They're like, you went where? Well, you do anyway. hang out with your mom a lot, Joe. Yeah. Oh, so maybe I'll take her there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's great. There's like lots of '70s porn playing on old TVs in the walls. But um, we go there, and Phil was having the most uncomfortable time, and we bonded immediately. <laughs> We're like, "This is the greatest." Phil's having a bad time. Um, <clears throat> and then I, you know, we're both in the industry. We're living and working in New York. And then I was bartending at a place called Fort Defiance in Red Hook with St. John Frizzell. And um, someone was like, "You gotta, you gotta join Speed Rat, or you gotta join Lupec." I'm like, "What's Lupec?" And like, it's Ladies United for the Preservation of Endangered Cocktails. Like, Lynette Marrero is the president. And I was like, "Sweet, that sounds awesome. I want to join that." So I wrote Lynette. I'm like, "Hey, you know, I want to join Lupec." It's like, okay, you're in. And I started doing volunteer work. Um, fast forward a while, you know, so we're like acquaintances. We see each other. It's like, "Hey, nice to see you." Blah blah. Um, but then. How Speed Rat came to be was I was actually on a sailboat in San Francisco when the concept Speed Rack came to me. I, it was a whole bunch of us were hanging out, a bunch of bartenders on a sailboat, um, and we were joking around about this thing that a few of us were asked to do. And um, it, my friend and I were joking around that we were asked, this female bartender and, and myself, we were asked essentially, what, what they said to us literally was, can you please do this thing? We have no women. Like, we have no women. Please, like, go, like, step, step in front of a camera, say blah, blah, blah. We have no women. We really need you to do it. So we were joking around, like, ha, ha, I've, ha. I've asked uh, that same thing before. Uh, no. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have no women. <laughs> but we thought it was really funny because when this thing came out, it was, like, all these huge names. You know, it was, like, Richie Bacato and, you know, you know whoever, all these great names. And it was, like, me and my friend Rachel, and we were, like, why, why are we in that, in that list? And it's because, oh, because... We're ladies and we have, you know, she's much more well endowed than I am. But, you know, but when we have something that they want to show, they need, they need a little, they need a little variation. So we were going to make speed. So we thought the name Speed Rack and Speed Rack originally was just going to be video of no head, just body of like no bra, swimsuit of women double shaking, making French 75s. So like double shaking, like lots of movement, like popping open balls of champagne, like I really gratu- that. I, I know, right? <laughs> really gratuitous stuff. And we're like, yeah, that's what speed rack's going to be. And it was all fun and good. But then I left, I left San Francisco. We're like, haha, this is going to be the funniest thing ever. And I started thinking about it a little bit more. And I was like, why is it that no one knows any ladies? I'm like, I know ladies. Like I know lots of ladies who bartend, but when, at that time when I thought about them, when, if you went to, into the best bars in New York, 
it was very unlikely you were going to see a lady behind the bar. There were very, very few. Mm-hmm. And there, there were many, many female bartenders, but they're all like living under a rock somewhere. And I was like, hey, we can make Speedback into something that's like good for ladies. You know, like let's just have an all-female bartending competition that's baller and have these ladies, have people come support. And that's all I had. And I knew I wanted to be for breast cancer because I figured, you know, Speedback, <laughs> you know, push I, the double entendre. That makes sense. Make it a triple entendre. Like make it go. And there was a Super Bowl a few years ago, and Lynette, I'm at Mulholland's, and then Lynette comes in with her husband, Ty, and we sit down, and we're like, hey, so good to see you. And I'm like, hey, I can't believe I never told you about this idea I have called Speed Rack. It's for ladies and boobs, and that's all I had. And we're like, oh, let's meet. <laughs> let's meet next week and talk about it. So we did, and then it, this tiny kernel of an idea totally transformed into this massive thing that we've been doing for the yeah. last two years. Like We're literally on a rock tour. <laughs> we yeah, travel across the country. We're basically married now. (laughs) (laughs) It's ironic because I got out of the musical theater business because I was like, oh, I don't want to be doing national tours. I want to stay home. (laughs) The irony now is like, oh, I'm on tour. I'm on a national tour and and working, um, you know, our butts off. But again, what's great about it is this connection. You know, Lupec, when we started here in New York, um, it was, again, inspired because I had just seen a couple of these women bartending in bars, and at the time I was a brand ambassador, and I had to get out of my comfort zone and not just go to the bars that I knew. So I found Erin um, Reese bartending at Louis 649, and, and I went in there, and I she was practicing her cocktails for Tales of the Cocktail. She was going to make this drink for the competition. And I was like, oh, my God, this woman's amazing, and why doesn't anyone know her? So I approached Julie, actually, at the Maya Will opening. I said, hey, if I start a New York City chapter of Lupec, would you um, be supportive of it? And she was, and you know, she gave me my start in bartending in New York I came as being a cocktail waitress and she promoted me and so she's been very important in our in our histories and journeys really for yeah. where we where we are now and that's pretty great that she's always been supporting uh, the women bartenders but you know she'll be just as hard on everybody and that's I think the the key is like Audrey and Julie are not exactly like Oh, coddling women. They're they're tough. They're, <laughs> yeah. like... they're very much like the ruler on the fingers that <laughs> yeah. like oh, whack, you know. <laughs> but you but we you know, they're willing they're just as hard on everybody, but they identify talent and um and promote them and that's really we were very fortunate and lucky to get to where we are because of, you know, women like that who paved the way too, you know, and when Audrey stalked Dale for a job, you know, he hired her because she was hardworking and that's pretty cool that he, you know, let her gave her a leg up even though she couldn't bartend at the Rainbow Room because she was a girl. But he worked on her with other projects and that was actually a rule of the rainbow room i believe so i there were no women bartending there that's crazy (laughs) wow i never knew that those jackets the short-waisted jackets would look very unflattering with boobs (laughs) (laughs) and that's the thing and that's the thing that's so funny i mean when i tell the story about how speed rack began you know for right now kind of speakeasy cocktail bars i mean they're amazing and we all love them but they're the whole mustachioed suspender wearing trend thank god is kind of going by the wayside and that's one of the things I always joked around with Lynette about. I'm like, you know, it was hard for a woman to become a quote-unquote mixologist because we look stupid in suspenders and we can't grow mustaches. So there's no place for us behind a bar, you know. But now it's changing, which yeah. is good. Yeah, but there's cool people like Sasha always made everybody, which is what I always thought his yeah. model was great. Like the guy's cocktail waitress, the girl's cocktail waitress, everyone hop behind the bar. And that that is a great model. And I think, you know, everyone should be able to do both because sometimes yeah. you'll be asked to pick up a tray and you better be really well-versed in how to sell to a table. And, you know, especially as people are opening their own bars and, and things. You know, I look at like Toby yeah. Maloney and those guys, yeah. uh, you know, pouring ribbons, you know, Toby worked in Milk and Honey and he's the first person, like 90% of the time, see him with a tray and he's letting the young the young guns behind the bar start get that mm-hmm. experience and he's more nurturing and, and willing yeah. to throw in. So that's yeah. really a great place to see where the industry is and you know i think that that whole the the suspenders and the, the mustache 
and uh, and and even like the very stuffy service, all of that is going. You know, that's gonna be a thing of the past. And you're gonna now you're gonna have people who are who are real people who care about hospitality, um, in terms of bartenders, in terms of pastry, right? It's you're gonna it's gonna be. People are still going to expect high quality, but it's going to be approachable and it's going to be nice and people are going to enjoy it. Um, but we're going to take a quick, quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to do a mini speed rack competition. Which awesome. is going to be really fun. <laughs> and that's going down. And, uh, stay tuned to Heritage we, we Radio We should blind judge them. Yeah. <laughs> this one's called Dirty Hands by Eula on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Back on In the Drink on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm here with Ivy Mix and Lynette Marrero, the co-founders of Speed Rack, um, and Johnny Ayuzini, uh, who is uh, a friend of both uh, Lynette and Ivy and also uh, a guest judge for the upcoming Speed Rack competition this, uh, this Thursday. Um, 
uh, we were talking a little bit in uh, in the break about how important it is that that all the proceeds for Speed Rack go to breast cancer research and how that's affected you personally, Johnny. Yeah, I mean, more and more. I mean, especially now that I'm out of the restaurants on a day-to-day basis, I'm able to get more involved. And I think it's amazing how people in the industries, leaders in the industries, you know, like like Ivy and Lynette and, and, and me. And, and like, it's just like so everybody who's applying themselves, who, who, have, who have a voice and have developed a voice through social media or through any way else is now applying themselves and their brand to, to help charity, you know? And I think it's super important, you know? And, and for me, especially breast cancer is important. I lost my mom at, at a young age. And, um, and so ever since then, even before then, you know, she was, she was, she got us involved in it. And I do a lot of cancer work, you know, across the board. I, I'm part of the, I'm a spokesperson for Cookies for Kids Cancer, which is, you know, pediatric cancer is the number one killer of children under 18. And people don't realize that. Wow. So between that and breast cancer, the two huge ones for me and uh, any, any way it can help, you know, and I think it's super important in what these women do and, and how all these proceeds and getting all these people in their industry involved for such a positive thing mm-hmm. is, is huge. It's huge. I have nothing but respect for these ladies. And so what does your work for pediatric cancer entail? What, <clears throat> what's that like? So Cookies for Kid Cancer is essentially what we do is we, we throw bake sales all around the country mm-hmm. and um, – and all the proceeds go towards pediatric cancer. So, you know, they they need to raise a certain amount of money to to get a treatment started and going. So, you know, we raise we raise seventy five thousand dollars, and that could get us a treatment started. And then within a couple of years, children are now being treated for, it and it's it's helping. It's making a huge difference. And, uh, and and it's just a positive thing. You know, people people love to bake. It's a way to p- get people and families back together in, in the home in the kitchen. But it's also a way to to raise a lot of a lot of money for such a, a important cause. That's huge. We were, we were talking a little bit about about what your week's been like or, or your past month has been like. It sounds like you're you're volunteering at like uh, you're you're uh, attending, you're judging, you're you're spending a lot of your time doing uh, charity work, going to these events. Uh, what is your life like these days? It's a little bit crazy, man. Like I just finished uh, shooting my second cookbook, and being out of the restaurant allows me to do all these things that I really love to do. A lot of you know, a lot of charity stuff. But it, it's it's kind of fun, you know. It's kind of my life has changed dramatically in the last year. You know, I went from spending the last twenty four years straight, whatever, in a kitchen in a basement somewhere, you know, working six days a week, sixteen hours a day, to now being able to go to dinners and go to these events and support these people that you know I care about. And uh, it's 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 a lot of fun, you know. I mean, I'm working forward now to. I'm actually working on building a, a chocolate factory, a bean to bar chocolate factory, coffee roaster and distillery, all under one roof is the goal. So we're we're putting the plans together, we're putting the people in line for that. But it's gonna be. Wow. I'm gonna come back with a vengeance for sure. Wow, chocolate coffee and booze. That's yeah, like, yeah. It's like my dream yeah. place. Me too. It's just called addiction. <laughs> just call it addiction. Wow, that's a good. I might have to. Wait, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, you might have heard some some uh, clattering <laughs> and the clinking and clattering in the background. Um, <laughs> Ivy, tell us what's what's going on. What do you guys have going on here? Uh, so Lynette and I are going to demonstrate uh, how we do a speed rack round. We're only going to be making two drinks rather than the four that's usually required to make on stage. Um, just to give a little flavor of what's going on, Lynette and I have done this um, a whole bunch. We, we do example rounds every time we do a speed rack. So basically how speed rack works is we have a preliminary round where we take the 18 women or 16 women and we whittle them down to eight. <clears throat> because if we did the bracketed round, ra- round robin style competing that, we, that is up on stage, which is what we are known as for the competition, it would be a little, we'd be there all day, basically. Mm-hmm. We'd, that competition would last forever. So the way that we do it is we have a preliminary round and... What we found out in the beginning was that none of the girls want to be the first in the preliminary round. So Lynette and I have come to giving example rounds of how to do 
how to do how to do speed rack basically and usually she free pours as an example because there's different ways to make drinks you can either be really kind of stingy which is the way i always make drinks like using jiggers and like making sure my quarter of an ounce is exactly a quarter of an ounce and you know what have you or you can free pour lynette is much more accurate at the free pouring so she's going to do that and i'm I'm going to jigger as an example that's Um, starting bartending in 2004 at Flatiron. it's like there were moments when you were allowed only certain people were allowed to free pour and you could only free pour your one and ones but and your one and a half outs and actually it's really funny sasha actually when opening of a double seven happened he did a free pouring class and jim curds my my partner for at rye house and everything and he has taught me that class religiously and it's hilarious because it's like you don't associate Sasha Petrosky with the free pouring but his system for it is actually really smart and he's super good at it but he just will never do it except for when it's at a club and you need to get those drinks out fast but we have proven that you can do fast drinks also jiggering ivy is the fastest jigger i've ever seen that's so. right that <laughs> is right although i haven't seen her and yale together that would actually like make my mind explode but <laughs> that would be pretty incredible <laughs> Awesome. Are we uh, going to serve our drinks in our tins? I think so. Oh, we are. It's the way real people drink drinks. <laughs> we're going to do dirty, we dirty, have, dirty things here right now. We, we've, been, we've been sipping on some champagne. We can serve it in these champagne glasses. Sure. Or in these uh, white wine glasses. Well, as long as you guys are ready to judge at this time in the morning, let's see how it let's goes. Let's do it. <laughs> as long as we remember. All right. So, so you're going to have to walk us through what you're doing. And Johnny and I will provide additional commentary. Sure. So the cocktails we're making are, are really simple today. We're making a, a gin gimlet, and we're making a classic margarita. So we're using uh, Plymouth gin today with fresh lime juice and simple syrup. And then our margarita is Altos Tequila Blanco with Cointreau and fresh lime juice. It's really funny because Ivy has like seven things in her hands right now. She, she's like, she has her, she's drinking a, out of her watch. She's drinking champagne. She's got simple syrup in the same hand, and she's got a handful of jiggers. And Multitasking. She's like, you can see she's just ready. She's like at the starting line of a marathon. Like, just and is there any significance to that? There's like a pink, kind of pink tape at the bottom of all. Oh your, yeah. What's yeah. That about? Well, pink is our color because we are speed rack, and also because um, things tend to go missing. And if we, if you see anything wandering around New York or any other city in the country and now the world if it has pink on it it means somebody stole it from speed rack <laughs> <laughs> and these tools were all generously provided by cocktail kingdom you can go to their website awesome. cocktailkingdom.com and they've given us the best tools to travel around the country with um which is pretty awesome and yeah. these have these have been used these have been through 22 competitions yeah. they're pretty they're pretty awesome. so you have the japanese jiggers yep, these the are japanese tins right. which we're about to Even get our initials are on the bottom nice. <laughs> which we're about to get we're about to get the uh, japanese jiggers in mls because we're going to london in, in a month first, first, inter- international, first international speed rack, speed rack. Nice. so oh, a proper speed rack a proper proper <laughs> it might be a little bit more proper uh, mls was throwing us for a loop yeah like, we don't know we how to work know. mls it's really hard <laughs> so but uh the the women there actually that was the first international country that reached out to us um that we're working with a great charity partner there called the haven who is an amazing um breast cancer charity and our and one of our judges there sandra lawrence of the cocktail lovers she is actually a survivor and um a big part of the cause so it's wow. going to be a really uh, wonderfully, you know, great time in London in June. Why not? Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's Johnny, you booked? <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Gas up the motorcycle. I'll meet you there. <laughs> I think we should pre-ice. I'm going to put yeah, ice. Yeah, we probably should pre-ice. We're, we're going to do rules we're not supposed to do. Okay. The girls are not allowed to pre-ice their tins um, until the time starts. Who's timing us? Ooh. I'll time you. I got nice. it. All right, so we have we have so I, Ivy on the jiggers. Okay. 
We have Lynette on the free pour. <laughs> I we have <laughs> pre-iced gins, and you have to make both cocktails. I'm doing my simple. Yes. I'm doing simple first. The gin gimlet, right, and the um, <laughs> margarita. Like, we've never done a crouching speed rack before. <laughs> That's not what I heard. <laughs> okay, hold on. You guys have to count it off, so it's five, four, three, two, one. Let us know when you're ready. Look at her. Look. All right, Johnny, you're going to count it off. <clears throat> All of our bottles wow. look exactly the same, so I'm trying to... <laughs> Ivy has two, just two <laughs> jiggers in one hand. Multitasking. <laughs> the only way to go. Okay, I'm going to... I'm simpling first, Lynette. Ready? All right. Go ahead. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Go, <laughs> <laughs> go, go. Okay. We have so Ivy does the simple first. Yep. Lynette does uh, the uh, lime juice first. See, Lynette's got a different. Lynette uses both hands, but for different things. She has a bottle in each hand. Where Ivy has two jiggers in one hand. She's constantly flipping the jiggers back and forth for the different sizes, different volumes. Her left hand is. Oh, Oh. Lynette's already at the shake. Oh my god. Oh, Ivy's dumping jiggers everywhere. Lynette, very different could, shaking we, styles. Too. Are you working Friday night anywhere? We could use you at Amphora. Oh my oh, wait, god! Glasses. I thought we were doing two. I have one glass. Wait, I, I stopped the book. Wow. You're at forty something seconds. Done. Whoa! <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, well, we promise we'll mop all this up. <laughs> there, there's. Okay, so I guess we should split the difference and add like five seconds, ten seconds to my time. We were like, glasses. We're, we're in the forty. My, my margarita is delicious. But now, um. now it's coming to taste. So. The most important part about speed rack is it's it is speed. That was impressive. And then the reason why we need judges because obviously we could just have a clock is the fact that it's speed and accuracy. So you know some girls might go up there and just do what I just kind of did and be all sloppy and and throw shit everywhere. Um, but if you aren't, you know, the judges are there to add penalty seconds to the score based on execution, and that's really key. So. You know, wash lines, things like that. If the girls are, are not stirring properly and they just throw the drinks out and you have a half glass of a stirred cocktail, obviously there need to be more dilution, more water. So that's why this whole system is in place. And the judges give that penalty seconds added on and then that's how we calculate the winner. So basically, so, so Lynette and I just mm. went head to head and everyone listening can hear like, okay, Lynette finishes first or Ivy's close behind. So how this works is that you know, Lynette and I are head to head. And how we say this for the competition is you are behind the pink bar or the black bar. Um, those are our colors, and that's how we tell the girl A, girl B, pink bar, black bar. So even if Lynette's behind the pink bar and I'm behind the black bar, and Lynette finishes like 30 seconds in front of me, and I'm kind of taking my time because I jiggered, that's <laughs> good, right? I'm actually, my, these cocktails my are. My game is not bad. I've been my margarita is delicious, I have to say. <laughs> these cocktails <Yeah>. are spot <laughs> on. <laughs> We've never actually poured lime juice out of ball jars. I'd say this is a first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Per- I it's mean, very Bushwick of us. <laughs> I only taste the Lynette's, but they're freaking spot. Like, I want to drink that margarita by the pool. (laughs) (laughs) Or they're going to like my more. More accurate. Mm. But so basically how this works, you'd have to sit there and like, basically, right now you have to pick your favorite margarita. You have to say, okay, so Ivy and Lynette. Like, Lynette, yours is great, but maybe not enough dilution. Or Ivy, you put simple syrup in your margarita and I like only Cointreau. Like, what one definitely is a little bit more acidic than the other one, for sure. One's, one's yeah. a little more sweeter, right? Yeah, yeah. I think Ivy's a little more sweet, right? Just a bit. Yeah, just a bit. Because I have a pastry sweet. chef here. <laughs> oh, you pandering. She's trying to, she's trying to like, <laughs> she's playing my, uh, exactly. my palate, you know? <laughs> but that's key, too, also. Um, you know, these women have all been judged by, you know, Julie's been around for a lot of the competitions because we uh, partnered up a lot with uh, different cocktail festivals this year. So she judged, I think, three competitions this year. Nationwide, yeah. um, 
Dale has judged a couple. Audrey judged in Seattle, and but last year she did a lot of. Um, Johnny's the the new bee, so they don't know what he likes at all. People so are gonna he's going to be go there. Online. He's going to be the one they have to guess and uh, and figure out his what his game well, is. Not, not only that, it's like you know <laughs> the three of those have so many legs because so many people work between them. Like I have no biases. Like I can none of no, no one's ever worked for me. Like so, Dale might have four people that worked in front of him, or Julie or Audrey might have ten, ten of those girls might have worked for them at one point. So me, I come in, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> all right, ladies, I've hung out with Johnny before. What he likes is uh, fast food and diet coke. Okay. <laughs> Just say <laughs> you want to pander. Don't tell the girls. Bring your secret ingredient: Coca-Cola Coke. syrup. Diet Coke. Wow. I'm just. Kidding. But you know that's that's the thing. Like when Only they make not. drinks for Steve Olson, yeah. you know, definitely go more tart. He 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 will admit that he does not like. You know, you've heard it here pain. first. Steve Olson is a tart. Yeah, Steve wow. is a tart. we all knew that. <laughs> and he's very specific. And so, what we hope is that from the quarterfinals to the semifinals to the final round, that the girls have listened to the judges mm-hmm. and that they've learned, and then they can by that final round, the girl who can make the perfect round for those judges sitting in front of her um, is the one woman who will be victorious. So. I mean, and that's an important part of bartending: knowing who your guest is, who exactly. your clientele is. And making something that's going to make them happy ultimately. Yeah, no, but, absolutely. But in the end, you have four different judges with four different palettes. So you just sure. have to make the best possible drink that you can that's that's in the middle somewhere. Right. That's but like point. for instance, so let's say it's Thursday at Speed Rack and Johnny orders his first drink and he orders a Negroni, right? And so the two girls go up, they order a Negroni and he says to both these girls, hey, good job, but you guys did a Negroni in the traditional sense, which is one ounce each of gin, Campari, and sweet vermouth. And he's like... It's my first drink of the day. Kind of got rough last night. I want more alcohol. Please put more gin in my Negroni. And like that's what people know now. Okay, Johnny likes start stronger drinks. And or Audrey says, "Hey girls, I had this um, last word, another equal part drink, and so and so. You put so much maraschino in it that I just it just needs a lot more acid. I like drier drinks. And if anyone listening who's competing that day pays attention to that, they'll say." Okay, more booze, Johnny. More lemon juice, Audrey. You know, yeah, and they have Audrey's to keep that in their head. Also, a stickler for warm drinks too. So the girls quickly learned, like in the very first competition, after like the first round, to start chilling their glasses. They're like, "Oh man, she keeps knocking us points for warm. Damn it, yeah. chill that glass, chill that glass." Yeah. And so, so it- is that kind of how it works? Each of the judges will be like, "Order, I'd like to, you know, try an aviation," and then they'll have to quickly make an aviation. Well, it's four drinks. So, like, basically, how it goes is we have the girls up on stage. So. Yeah. All the judges will say, I want these four classic cocktails that have been predetermined, right? And they'll say... And they'll say... (laughs) (laughs) I think the guys on the roof are doing some construction want to drink. Um, Yeah, so so they they call it four classic cocktails. And these these classic cocktails can be like like a martini that everyone knows, or it can be something more obscure like like a hanky-panky, which is... A gin, sweet vermouth, yeah. and fernet. You know, um, so the so the judges call them out, and then, and then, so if Johnny orders a old fashioned, he judges that old fashioned. Audrey uh, will Audrey will he judge judges them side by side. So we have right. a, a girl who's on the pink bar and a girl on the black bar, and I give them a little tasting mat, and they get the girl drink from girl black bar and drink from pink bar so in this situation you'd be tasting our two margaritas side by side and then giving us penalty seconds so you know you'd uh, say ivy yours was had more acid lynette here's more sweetness ivy i give you this lynette i give you this nice right. and so remind us just uh one more time because we've got to wrap things up <laughs> no what, we're having what, so much fun give us the you know, i didn't say we weren't having fun we'll, we'll, we'll probably continue this fun after um uh, but where where and when is the competitions we have it it's on thursday speed rack it's thursday may 16th mm-hmm. uh at element 
on Houston and Essex. It's 225 East Houston. Right. You can find tickets on our website, www.speed-rack.com. You can see videos from last year. There's a link that takes you to liquor.com, who Perfect. is um, selling tickets for us uh, to for the charity. Uh, this year's share will be there, um, the organizations of share cancer support. So come by, say hello. You'll learn a lot about the cause. You'll see the best women in the nation bartending and have yeah. a blast. Yeah, it's from six, <laughs> it's from six to ten. So okay. it's kind of like a nice happy hour and it's really great because when people come and they decide to buy these tickets it is 100 percent of proceeds goes to our charity it's we thanks to our awesome sponsors is how we put on these events and we're able to make every single penny like if you put a penny into the we have like buckets around this tips for boobs and if you put a penny that penny will go to charity <laughs> so it's, it's it's really unique in that way and we really hope that people come out and support not only the cause, but all the awesome women who are coming from across the country Excellent. to compete. So. Well, thank thank you both uh, so much for being on the show and for doing this this great work that you're doing. It's uh, it's really important. I, I I don't know anyone who hasn't been uh, affected by uh, cancer and especially um, breast cancer. It just affects all of the the women who are so important to us in our lives. So um, thank you. I definitely encourage everyone to uh, at least uh, if if you can't come out and visit, buy buy a couple of tickets or you know send some to your tickets to your friends. Don't Donate. Um, it's it's just such a great event, and uh, thanks so much for being on in the drink. Thank you. Thanks, Johnny Iuzini. You're doing up, great buddy? stuff, man. Uh, <laughs> what a fun surprise to have you here. Yeah. And uh, tune in next week, 10 a.m. Uh, in the drink on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.